0: today we start the holy book Shifre Aran, the praises of Rabbi Nachman. Starting with the first um, lesson Ot al- Rabbi Nathan tells us, When the Rebbe was a small child, It came upon the Rebbe's intent to basically separate himself and to abstain from the world, to completely remove himself from the world. And Rabbi decided that he wanted to destroy, to break the desire for eating. But he was still young, he still had a smaller intellect. And it seemed to him that this was impossible. That it would be impossible for him to leave his eating according to, to that which we, he was accustomed to do. That he would eat in the morning and the in the afternoon, etc. Meaning that Rabbenu, to Rabenu it seemed that when he was a kid it was impossible for him to break his desire for eating because he was so accustomed to eating his breakfast, his lunch, etc. etc. that he was... It was something that he uh, that he was doing constantly eating eating, eating right Arken, therefore he settled himself, he decided she that he would swallow everything he ate, es meaning that he would not even chew that which he put that which he put in his mouth, raki he would swallow it the way it was, every single food in its natural form he would swallow it so that he would not taste. Anything in the food that he would not derive any pleasure from the food he was eating. Look at the sacrifice as a kid, a small child. And he basically had a swollen throat, as they say in Yiddish. This idea of a swollen throat, a puffed up throat. Rabbanu said about this that he was only six years old at the time. And Rabbi Natan saying, we once heard of a great Sadiq who was considered unique, unique for this practice specifically. He said that he would engage exactly like the way Rabenu did, that he would swallow his food without chewing it. Rabbi Natan saying, we heard an awesome praise about a very great Sadiq that this was his thing, that this is what he took pride in himself on. May his memory be a blessing. Nahakach Rabenu did this when he was six years old, meaning even the pride of another tzaddik that he would swallow his food whole. Rabenu already did this when he was a child, just to show you the sheer sac—the mere sacrifice in which Rabenu did it since a young age. Odbet, the second one. Gam biyoto Yosef lifnei Rabol ilmo biyemekatnuto hayarotzet amid kayem shiviti Hashem lenegit amid that is brought down That when Rabenu was still young. Sitting before his teacher, his rav, to study in the in his uh, young age, in his youth, when Rabenu was studying in his young age under his rabbi, what was, what did he used to do? He was constantly wanting to fulfill the verse as brought down in Tehidim, chapter sixteen, verse eight, that I place God before me always. David the writes, rabbanu. Rabbi Nachman wanted to fulfill this verse as a kid, and he would constantly exert effort to picture before his eyes the name of Yud Vavke, the way the name of Hashem is spelled. He would constantly picture this name, Bauchu, made this, uh, made this, uh, the name of Hashem, blessed be He. He would constantly try to picture the letters Yud, K, Vav, and K before his eyes. Because his mind was constantly being engaged in this and Tarud Baze constantly attached to this idea and constantly trying to be toiled in this idea. He did not know what he was studying basically because he was trying to pay attention to how to picture Yud, K, Vav, K in front of his mind. And what happened is Rav would get angry at him. And nonetheless, all the days of his youth, he would do things that were that were very that things that would young people would engage in, child, children would engage in. He would do things that uh, the young people would do. Meaning what? Things like games and jokes, and jumps, and taking walks. As and Yiddish, that, that's what they call it. And Rabenu used to engage in this very, very much. He was accustomed to all these things of jumping around, joking around, playing with his friends, this and that. And we'll see why um, in section 5, which we'll read today. Um, why Rabenu was engaging in all these things. Now, od Gimel afterwards Nid Yoter grew up a little bit more, he matured further. and when Rabenu became Bar when he reached the age of 13. That what happened. His uncle, the holy Rav, our teacher, our master, the Rav Ephraim Zecher may the memory of the Sadiq be for a blessing. Rav Ephraim Moshe Chaim of... Of um, um, the one who wrote the book, Degel Machane Ephraim, this very big tzaddik, who was the grandson of the Shem Tov, the, the author of Degel Machane Ephraim, who was the Avbedin who was basically the, the chief leader of this uh, courthouse of the, the holy congregation of Sidelko, this city in Ukraine, this town in Ukraine. And uh, this person, this big tzaddik, Grav Ephraim, uh, called Rabenu, his nephew. And he told him what? the And he told him the verse. The verse that is brought down in Tehilim. Chapter 3, verse 7. Today I have given birth to you. Why did he tell him this verse? Because this verse is speaking about the day a person becomes Bar Mitzvah. The day a person reaches 13. Means brought down in the Sfarim. Look in the Zohar, Parashat Mishpatim, page 98a, over there. The me Musar and Rabbi Chaim told Rabbi his nephew, a little bit of words of Musar, of ethical teachings. The Ya'akov found it very precious in his own eyes, as one who finds a great treasure. And afterward, Nichnas at the age of thirteen, entered the Chupa. He got married. And the second he left the Chupa, and there's an awesome story about this that is told somewhere else. I Meod. The Rabenu had a tremendous fire within him. He he grew a fire within him, a, a passion. And he would long very much to serve Hashem. Blessed be He. Rabenu entered the service of Hashem day by day, and it's, this story is amazing of how Rabenu's first student was actually on the day of his wedding. The Rabenu, it's told that this this beautiful story of how Rabenu on the day of his wedding, when he was thirteen, when he's getting married to the to his wife by the name of Sasha, the daughter of Rabbi Efraim of Osatin, um, that on the day of his wedding, he was testing all the young people at the time to see where they were holding spiritually. And he used to go to them and tell them, like, trying to test them, and almost like, uh, trying to see where they were holding by telling them, look at this world, this world's beautiful, look at all the desires of this world, that there's so much to gain from all this, the food, whatever it is, whatever it might be. And, all the people who he was talking to, the young men at the time, who were at his wedding, agreed with him. They were saying, yes, it's true, this world is beautiful, there's many pleasures a person can gain, this, that. And Rabenu was testing them to see who was, who was really holding. And he came across a person by the name of Shimon Ber, who eventually became his first student and told of Rab Shimon Ber, that he became the attendant of Rabbenu even after his passing. That Rabenu promised Rab Shimon Ber, who was buried right next to the Arizal and Tzfat, and he was the attendant to Rabbanu in Eret Yisrael, which we'll read soon in Shifre Aran. But um, he came to Rab Shimon Ber or Shimon Ber at the time. He was three years older than Rabbanu, sixteen. Who uh, he started speaking to Rabbanu uh, started speaking to him and telling him about this world. And Rab Shimon Berht said, responding to him, "Ani um, Basically, he responded to him by saying, "I'm a simple man, and all I desire is wholesomeness." Meaning, maybe you're right, but th- that's not my my desire. And Rabbenu said, you and I will be very good friends. And immediately after the wedding, them two went into Avodat Hashem. And um, from the time, uh, Rab Shimon Ber saw that Rabenu was a very special person, saw some hasagot and perceptions that Rabenu attained, immediately at that day of the wedding, he became a student. And this is the first student to Rabenu. That story is told somewhere else. But uh, we see this amazing, amazing inyan. That Rabenu at the age of 13 entered the Chuppah and started yearning for Avodat Hashem. And this is the way it started. Gam and Od we go to the next one. Gambi also as a young child, it began to be very diligent and devoted within his studies. Rabbenu would actually pay his teacher three silver coins from his own pocket. For every single page of Gemara that he would study with his teacher. Rabenu would pay from his own pocket three silver coins for every page that the teacher would teach him extra. This was in addition to the regular tuition paid by his father for the normal studies that he would have to engage with his teacher. Rabbenu wanted to study more so he paid his teacher more for each page that he would teach him. That himself as a kid, may his memory be a blessing, he gave his teacher from his own money, three great big silver coins for every single page of study. And we see here the importance of paying for the mitzvah. Rabbeinu is telling us that we have to sacrifice for the mitzvah. When you want to do a mitzvah, it's good that it hurts you a little bit from your own pocket. Kedesh lamed yachir, Modi harbe yom. And Rabenu did this so that the teacher would force himself to study with Rabenu many pages of gemara every single day. And this ex- uh, this is the way it happened. That the teacher would study with Rabenu many pages of Gemara every single day. And Rabenu would pay him back three big silver coins for every single page that they studied extra. Aside from the tuition um, that, was normal by, paid, that was normally paid by the father. And the last one for today. And so too, Rabenu entered the service of God. This was the way the Rebbe served Hashem. And every single service that Rabenu did was in great, very great privacy. It was very modestly done. That nobody knew about it. Until literally, no person knew that Rabbanu was doing anything at all. Everybody thought he was completely, you know. Doing his own thing, joking around, as we talked about in section 2, in, uh, in OT2, Siman uh, Bet, that we saw this idea that Rabenu would play around with all the kids and jump around and take walks and joke and laugh so as to completely conceal Zabudat Hashem. Look at this service that we're talking about here. It's unheard of, this thing. Today we see uh, everyone running after honor. Many Rabbanim, Mefuch Samim Shal running after honor, this, that. And here Rabenu, as a young kid, decided he understood that everything. The honor is worth nothing in this world. The main thing is to serve Hashem bach And here, what did he do? Everything of his Avodat Hashem is completely modest. Nobody knows about it. And I'll give a story at the end of this section. Because he was very hidden and concealed. Every single act of his service was in complete concealment and modesty. And Rabbanu's essential service at the beginning, the main aspect of his Avodat Hashem, at the beginning, was b'fshitut gadol, with great simplicity, without any wisdoms or sophistications at all. rag only with simplicity. nefesh. And every single act Rabbanu did was with awesome effort. He had to exert so much effort, with tremendous strength, and with awesome soul sacrifice. Meaning nothing Rabenu did as a young man was easy. <speaking in Hebrew> nothing came. No act of service that came to him was easy. Nothing. <speaking in Hebrew> Every single thing that came to him was a great effort. <speaking in Hebrew> that he would toil and exert himself. <speaking in Hebrew> many times over for every single thing of Abu Hashem. And engaged in many descents and ascents, ascents and descents. He went up and down and up and down. Alaphim, thousands of times. Myriads, tens of thousands of times. Until literally we can't even count or measure the amount of times he descended and ascended. It was very difficult and heavy upon him. me'od very, very much. It was very difficult and heavy upon Rabenu to begin to enter the service of Hashem, to accept upon himself the yoke of godly service. Rabbeinu would accustom himself to start for a few days to serve Hashem in a certain act, to engage in serving Hashem. After he had decided a few days ago that he would serve Hashem in a certain fashion, he fell from that, Avodat Hashem. From that service. He fell. But he restarted and it began again. And he fell again. And so too this happened many, many times. Until one time Rabbeinu decided that he reinforced himself. He decided to reinforce himself. That he should be very strong. That he should hold in Avodat Hashem forever. And that he should not pay attention to any single thing in the world that would obstruct him. Nothing makes... Rabbenu used to tell himself, Nothing in this world is going to stop me from serving Hashem, even if I fall a thousand times. And from then on, His heart was encouraged and reinforced in God. And nonetheless, also afterward, he would have many ascents and descents, many many times over. It's only afterwards that he was very strong; that he would not leave his service, uh, Godly service, forever. Rabenu went through many ascents and descents, but he was strong and courageous. And Rabenu tells this to us in Lesson 48, And the main thing is my beloved brother. Stay strong and courageous in your service. Meaning even if Hashem tells you and rejects you, even if Hashem tells you He didn't want you, you do not listen, you continue fighting because the truth is Hashem wants every single Jew close to Him, even the furthest one. This is the way Rabenu reinforced himself as a young child. <clears throat> And Rabenu says this about himself, that had he heard this from a person, he would have run, run many, many times. He would have accomplished what he did in a year and one day. Rabenu said this in Chayyam He says that, had a person told me, Chazak al say strong and courageous. If a per- Had a person encouraged me, I would have done what I could have done in one year and one day. So, with regard to Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu went through many ascents and descents. But afterwards, he encouraged himself never to leave the service of Hashem. Even though he would encounter dissent sometimes. He would encourage himself. Reinforce himself in the service of Hashem. In the service of Hashem. With everything that he was able to do. He would grab onto whatever he could and to reinforce himself. And we see, I was getting back to the story of Rabbeinu's modesty. When Rabbeinu was a kid. Rabenu used to grow up in the house of his father in law after he had already been married to Sasha And his father in law, Ephraim, um, was having problems with Rabenu because Rabenu was very modest and he used to hide it all about Abu Hashem. So he used to act like a kid, joke around, and stuff like that. He used to pretend as if he could not even read Hebrew. So when he would study the Mishnah, he would make mistakes and everything. And Rabbi Chaim Osatim had a big guest. He he always used to have students of the Baal Shem Tov, great Sadiqim Geonim, come to his house on the way when they were traveling because his house was a meeting place for all the great Sadiqim and the students of the Baal Shem Tov. And a great student of the Baal Shem Tov came once. And um, Rabbi Chaim Erosatim, Rabbeinu's father-in-law, used to tell the students of the Baal Shem Tov, he told this one awesome student of the problems he was having with his son-in-law. That he said he wished he hadn't chosen a son-in-law for his daughter like this, because he was uh, he didn't know how to read and he wasn't studying properly and this and that. And the father, the the student of the Bashantov said, "There's no way that's true. He's the great grandson of the Bashantov. How can we talk about the seed of the Bashantov like this?" So he didn't. He chose not to believe it. So what did he say? I'm going to go test him. So the student of the Bashantov came to Rabenu and started testing him about a uh, Mishnah and Baba Kama. Um. I forgot the or kaftu, sorry. Um, I forgot the language of the Mishnah the over there. But basically that the Kelev, the dog and the Agdi, the little goat, jumped Mehosha Gaga, I believe, from the head of the roof, um, from the top of the, the roof or something. Um and Rabenu, when the, the student the Bashantov told Rabenu to repeat this, Rabenu mixed up the word and said, instead of saying Merosh he said Marsh and mixed it up and the student of Bashantov was so embarrassed he slapped Rabenu across the face and started rebuking Rabenu. and Rabenu went under the table and started crying and that's what happened the student was there for a few days in the house of Rabbenu Rabenu's father Rabenu. after that he was silent he took in the embarrassment and he went back to Zabot Hashem, whatever it was in, hidden, in, in modesty After the student left Rabbi Chaim's house, he was traveling by way of carriage and uh, throughout the forest. He was traveling or throughout uh, that city he was traveling and he heard a scream in the forest. So he told the carriage driver, stop, stop. I hear a scream. And he diverted the carriage driver driver towards the forest and he told the driver to stop. He hopped out and he started listening to these screams. These noises, and he started listening to the voice, and he started following the voice, and he comes across a person, a young kid, wrapped in talit and tefillin in the forest, in a puddle of his own tears. And who did he see turn around? Young Rabbeinu Akkadot, rabbin Nachman. So he waited for him to finish his Tfila. And he goes to Rabbeinu after, and he tells Rabbeinu, he said, Rabbeinu, please forgive me, rabbin Ahman, please forgive me. I had no idea that you were actually serving Hashem. Rabenu said, I'll forgive you on one condition. That this story remains hidden. That you don't tell anyone that you just what you just saw. He said, fine. So the student of the Baal said, fine. On the condition that I'm able to tell your father-in-law to leave you alone so that he didn't have makhluket with you. So that he didn't have opposition with you and he leaves you letting you do your thing. So to tell, you, tell him not to worry about you. Not to tell him anything about what you're doing but just to tell him not to worry. And Rabenu agreed. And this man, who lived after Gabenu passed away, told this story over. And this is the story about how Rabenu was really benet and modest, and who ran away from every sort of honor. He used to put himself in embarrassing situations just to serve Hashem, without any honor. And this is what we have to strive for. So that's it for today, Bizgat Hashem. And we continue with Odvav Vav um, in the next uh, part of the podcast, Bizgat Hashem.